This podcast was recorded Thursday, January 25th at 10.37 a.m. Things may have changed by the time you hear this. Like all Ohio public servants, we'll be like Tom Charles. The longtime Ohio Inspector General died this week at the age of 81. Tom Charles was an aggressive investigator who followed the facts, but not party politics. A friend of Snollygoster's, Mr. Charles, was not. Peace to his family and friends. Let's talk politics. This is Snollygoster, WOSU Public Media's weekly look at Ohio politics and all those Snollygosters, those shrewd politicians who make defeat sound like success. And today we got close to half of the vote. That, of course, was Nikki Haley. I'm Mike Thompson. I note the Buffalo Bills also scored nearly half the points in their game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Anyway... Speaking of wide right, coming up on the podcast, the state Senate says, who needs a governor to make laws? But first, Ohio Republicans may not have much of a presidential primary to decide when they go to the polls on March 19th, but they will have a U.S. Senate primary to sort out. You know the candidates by now, State Senator Matt Dolan, Secretary of State Frank LaRose, and Cleveland businessman Bernie Marino. They met for a statewide televised debate this week in Cleveland, all three expressed varying degrees of affection for the current leader of the Republican Party. Here is Matt Dolan, then Frank LaRose, and then Bernie Marino. Because I'm about Ohio. I'm about enacting Trump policies. What matters is um, action. What matters is a proven record. What we need is a senator who's going to stand with President Trump. I've proven that that's exactly who I am. He did endorse me. He knows who Frank LaRose is and doesn't think that Frank will have his back. Matt Dolan, to summarize, Matt Dolan likes Trump but doesn't care if Trump does not like him. Frank LaRose wanted Trump's endorsement but did not get it. And Bernie Marino did get the prize. It was a pretty informative debate. Plenty of undercooked sirloin for the partisan base. One of the moderators of the session was NBC4 TV's Colleen Marshall, a frequent referee at these events. She joins us now. Colleen, welcome to Snowy Goster. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And I love your choice of sound bites. <laughs> oh, we have more. <laughs> we have more. <laughs> uh, you were there. What did you think of the debate? Was there a winner? You know what? I always, in the middle of it, think I can't tell. And then I go back and look at it. I think here's my, per this again, let me just say this is my personal opinion, Mike. Yes. And it's not reflective of NBC4. Yes, of course. Um, I think substantively, Matt Dolan had the most information, but he has a record to fall back on. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I thought LaRose uh, did not shine. And I thought Bernie Marino, for being a first-time candidate, and that was his first ever debate, I think he did a pretty good job of doing what his mission was, which was turn all the attention to him and remind everybody 900 times that he had the endorsement of Donald Trump. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, only three candidates on the stage. Of course, the last time we went through this with the, when J.D. Vance was the eventual winner, there were many more. So three candidates must have made it a little easier for you and your 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 co-moderator. Yeah, because when we not only when we had the five, were, were they a little unruly, five or six, whatever we had on the stage. But remember, Mike, remember one day after 
uh, or one day before that debate mm -hmm. was the time that Josh Mandel and Mike Gibbons got into that chest bumping, almost fist fight. Yes. I, yes. And so they, we, we started the debate thinking, well, we've got to address this. So we played the clip and, and so everybody was on edge. Mm -hmm. And then we had Jane Timken forever and a day saying, I, I'm a mother on a mission. I'm a mom on a mission. So we, it's very hard to get to anything substantive when people are bickering with each other and trying so hard to just stick to their talking points. Yeah, I remember you, you and I You and I did a debate. You were the moderator. I was a panelist back in 2018. It was Jim Renacci and Sherrod Brown yes. who was running for re-election. Channel 4 was the sponsor, but it was in our studios at WOSU. One of the one or both of the candidates threatened to pull out at the last minute. They really did not like each other. The campaigns did not like each other. You guys had to hire a cop to make sure that we kept the peace. Right. And there wasn't even an audience. We yes. were keeping the peace between their two camps. Yeah. It was crazy. But do you remember what the what the sticking point was with that, Mike? I forget. Um we told each side that their families, like their wives, could be there to support them. Yes. You weren't going to see them. We were, we didn't have any cameras trained on them. We were in your studio. Yes. And they were kind of like in the background. For whatever reason, Jim Renacci's wife couldn't make it. And so he wanted us to tell Sherrod Brown that his wife wasn't allowed to be there <laughs> oh because God. Jim's. And we're like, no, your wife is invited if she has something more important than your Senate campaign. That's yeah. not our problem. Exactly. Oh, my God. Well, so, so, so these guys. That's what had him so angry yeah. that his wife wasn't going to be there, but Sherrod's was. And I remember we were in the process of moving and our studio was a mess, except for the set where the candidates were and. The family didn't have really a good place to sit. Anyway, we're getting off track here, but it just shows you what goes on behind the scenes right. at these debates. What the what the viewers see on TV is not always the reality that's going on. It um, sure isn't. Yeah. So all three of these men are conservative. Make no mistake about it. But the but two are closer to the Trump wing of the party, so to speak. And Frank, yeah. and Frank LaRose and Bernie Marino had, let's say, uh, more aggressive answers when it comes to immigration and to Mexico. Marino said he wants to deport all undocumented immigrants, all 10 and a half million of them. I'm saying deport anybody who's here illegally. He's redefining amnesty as meaning uh, staying here and getting government benefits or becoming a citizen. Amnesty means anybody who's here illegally has to be deported. He previously supported that path to citizenship, something his opponents were quick to point out. LaRose, for, on, on, on his behalf, he's a military vet. And he basically wants to drop bombs or send missiles to Mexico. The definition of a foreign terrorist organization is a group that's willing to kill our fellow Americans. These cartels are killing over 200 Americans a day with the fentanyl that they're bringing into this country. We know that this comes from China, mixed together in Mexico. We must define these cartels as foreign terrorist organizations and use the full force of the U.S. military and the U.S. federal government to kill them so that they can't kill our fellow Americans. Colleen, they were rushing so far to the right. They may have crossed the line there, I think. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, you, know what, you know what I kept thinking, Mike? That would be like if some criminals from the U.S. go into Canada and Canada sends some missiles down here. It, it, you, when, you, when you think of it in those terms, that we could be bombing not only an ally, but our closest neighbor, that you, it's, uh, you know, my mouth almost fell open. Because, you know, that's that ad talking about bombing the cartels or going in and killing the cartels. 
that's by one of his packs. It yes. wasn't didn't come directly from his campaign. So I thought he was going to say, well, wait a minute, we're not going to bomb our, our ally. We're going to work with the Mexican government to, to root them out. But instead, it was, nope, we're going to do drone strikes and, and, and shower missiles down on Mexico. Yeah. I, it, it, it was a little, and, and here's the other thing, and, and I do want to point this out. It sounds like I just want trying to drive people to our website. I, I'm really not. But every one of those questions we did, we did extreme amounts of research, found the facts, found where people could view the information and put them online so people would know we weren't making some of these outrageous things up. Yeah. And as an example, Bernie Marino, you heard him say, and he has said this on the campaign trail, he's all for knocking on doors, finding children and deporting them no matter what. DACA does not matter to him. Yeah, it, well, it... We, we found a clip from an award he received five or six years ago for his humanitarian aid for refugees and that he was working to help them find a path to citizenship. And he went to this dinner and he accepted the award and he talked about how important it is and that he's an immigrant and that we have to embrace people who are trying to, to find a home and, and support their families in this nation. And now he's ready to knock on the doors and send them all back. So you can find that clip. We have it online. Yeah, absolutely. And all three candidates said they oppose the current constitutional provision of birthright citizenship, meaning if you are yes. born in this country, you are automatically a citizen. They all oppose that amendment in the Constitution, that part of the Constitution. And uh, it just shows you where the, where the Republican Party is as far as the far right is on, on immigration. Abortion was a big issue in this debate. Uh, they all to some degree, supported the national ban, but it also, they they seem to have, you know, it shows the Republicans struggle with this issue now after some of these referendums are passing. Yeah, I agree with that. I uh, They all did say that to some degree they would support a federal abortion ban. Now, what's, what's when you think about it, the irony of this is they all fought and fought and fought to have Roe v. Wade overturned and to have abortion issues returned to the states. Well, as we demonstrated, seven states took that to heart. Seven states had voters go to the polls and decide abortion, and all seven of them protected abortion rights. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Republicans were expecting that. And now they have to deal with it. And you know, as I do, Mike, that that means Democrats, this is going to be their number one issue this year. They're going to remind everybody over and over again that Republicans are trying to defy what the court said and ignore the will of the people. Mm -hmm. You know, looking at the race as a whole, there's, there's very little public polling out there. So it's hard to determine if one candidate has an edge. Marino has the endorsement from Trump. Frank LaRose has the great statewide name ID. Matt Dolan's kind of in the middle there. Uh, but it seemed like Dolan and LaRose were going after Marino a little more aggressively than each other. Does that indicate the state of this race right now that Marino is the is the so-called front runner? I hate using that term, but. Uh... Yeah, I, I think he is. And I think there's some polling out right now that I'm going to be interested to see the results of. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, it's what we saw with J.D. Vance. The minute Trump endorsed him, he became the outright front runner. And now that he's endorsed Marino, 
um, you know, all of the all of the county parties are are lining up and endorsing Marino. You know, he wasn't well known outside of Cleveland, but I forget which county it was, but the county was doing their their endorsements. The only candidate who showed up was LaRose and they still endorsed Marino with LaRose in the room. Yeah. So I think I think that Trump endorsement in this state carries weight. Do you think it matters? By March 19th, the presidential primary fight could be over. You know, there's a good chance it will be over. So Trump will not he'll be on the ballot and his supporters will come out, but he may not be campaigning here. He may be tied up in court during the first few weeks of March. Does that influence, does that lessen the the uh, value of the Trump endorsement, do you think, for Bernie Marino if his folks don't come out and maybe a Frank LaRose or a Matt Dolan sneaks in? Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the interesting test here, don't you? That will will the Trump faithful follow his edict and show up and vote for Bernie Marino, even when they know it's a given that Trump's going to win here? Mm-hmm. There's not that, there's not that passionate need to get to the polls and ensure a victory for Donald Trump. He's going to have a victory in Ohio. So they may think I'm going to sit this out and wait for the general election. Uh, But if they do show up, if the Trump faithful and they are generally motivated voters, if they show up, I think they'll show up for Bernie Marino. Colleen Marshall, anchor at uh, NBC4 here in Columbus. She was a moderator at last week's debate, a statewide televised debate of the three Republican candidates for U.S. Senate. And uh, thanks very much for joining us on Snollygoster, Colleen. Thank you for having me, Mike. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Take care. We'll be right back. This new year, LifeKit wants to help you succeed because everyone needs a little help being human. It can seem so overwhelming. You're not alone. Who can I commit to being? If you want to do something, then just do it. Just take that first step. Great advice every week. Listen to Life Kit from NPR. All right, a quick update on some legislative news. No big surprises here. It is now Ohio law that doctors cannot provide many forms of gender-affirming care for minors. And trans females cannot compete on girls' or women's sports teams in high school or college in Ohio. This week, the state Senate voted to override Governor DeWine's veto. Joining the House, who did so earlier this month, the law would take effect in 90 days, but a court challenge is almost certain. And in other states, judges and appeals courts have put similar laws on hold. So we'll see what happens there with the transgender care uh, law. And the Senate was not done bypassing the governor. It finalized the override of his veto of a bill that would keep local governments from banning flavored tobacco products. Of course, now doctors say vaping is not a healthy habit. Time now for our Snollygoster of the Week segment, where we honor the shrewdest politician or political move of the past seven days. This week, it goes to a small group of Republican lawmakers who want to not just cut taxes, but eliminate them altogether. State Reps Adam Matthews and Brian Lampton and State Senator George Lang want to eliminate the state income tax completely in the next few years and also eliminate the commercial activities tax, which some businesses pay. It would cost $13 billion in revenue. But they say business growth. We will see from this tax cut will pay for that loss in revenue. Yep, we'll see. That'll do it for this week's edition of Snollygoster, which is part of the NPR network. As always, please be sure to leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and just tell your friends about us. 
For our student producer, Katie Genius, our digital producer, Michael DeBonis, and our audio engineer, Dalton Jones, I'm Mike Thompson for Snollygoster from WOSU Public Media.